Hello and welcome to the Hitbox, River Radio's Tuesday night gaming show. My name's Tom and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Gabriel and Billy. Once again, we are continuing our count up and taking a look at our favourite games in each calendar year. This week, the year is 2010. So we're really yeah. getting there now. Uh, 12 more years until we're <laughs> at present day. Yeah. Um, oh, we, can't, we can't do 2022 because okay. it's not over yet. Well, who, who knows? Yeah, well, maybe we'll do that at the end of end of year. Well, that's that's what we did at the end of 2021, didn't we? Yeah. We did our, our Round Game up. of the Year awards. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's yeah, good. So if you yeah. want to go check out that episode. <laughs> Couple, what, a couple of weeks back now, probably over a month now, isn't it? We've been doing it's this. Uh, this is our second mm. second episode of February. Yeah. Okay. Actually, it might be our third February episode. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Maybe. Today's fifty. No, only only second. <laughs> yeah. All right then. Anyway, um, so this week we are we are bringing back well the formerly named game of the week. It is now turned into game of the month. So okay. we've had our. We've had our four sections rotated and we're coming back onto ourselves now. We've seen all, all, all our new planned things for the show. Exactly. Um, so for those who haven't listened to our show before, or at least haven't uh, listened to a Game of the Week episode or Game of the Month episode as it is now, we essentially bring to the table a game we've each enjoyed playing the most this month. And it used to be this week, but now it's this month. And essentially just explain why it's great. Explain the game in general to, to those who haven't heard of it before. Like with Billy, most of the time me and Kayra have never heard of the game he brings. <laughs> That's um, fine. Yeah, and just essentially just give it a rating out of 10 and, and try and recommend it to, to you guys listening. Um, and that might inspire you to go out and check it out and buy it or, or at least play play a little bit of it or see see videos yeah. and whatever. So that's, that's the whole... Uh, that's definitely what I made me for this week, inspiring you. Exactly that, exactly. Anyway, I'm going to start off with Game in a Month. And this is called The Medium, okay? Have you guys ever heard of The Medium before? It doesn't sound familiar. Okay, so I'm, I've brought in a little excerpt. Excerpt, is that how you say it? Um, yeah. Just a little bio summary of, of the game that I found on various websites. So... The Medium is a third-person psychological horror game that features patented dual-reality gameplay. That sounds pretty cool, right? Mm. Um, haunted by the vision of a child's murder, you travel to an abandoned hotel resort, which many years ago became the stage of an unthinkable tragedy. There you begin your search for, di- uh, for difficult answers. As a medium with access to both worlds, you have a wider perspective and can see more clearly... Uh, that there's no one simple truth to what others perceive. Nothing is what it seems. Everything has another side. Explore the physical world and the spirit world simultaneously and use the interactions between them to solve dual reality puzzles, unlock new paths and awaken memories of past events. Mm. Okay, so I've completely finished this game. I just want to put it out there quickly. I know lots of games in the past I've, I've sort of just loaded up and played a few times i have completely finished this game uh, and it's absolutely fantastic but i'll get onto more of that later it, it, it's gone gabriel what i'm interested in is is what do you mean by a dual reality game just while we're sort of here. so this is the, yeah this is important um imagine split screen back in the day okay mm-hmm. yeah now this game incorporates two versions of the the game world that you're in one being present day 
where the medium is obviously alive. Uh, and another one, which is the, the quote-unquote death realm or the dead, land of the dead. So there's in this, in this um, universe, the medium can venture in between and use both realms in order to interact with what they find in the game. Now, I'm not trying to give off too many spoilers because this really is a story-driven game and I don't want to reveal too much. Mm. So a quick rundown on, on the, the company that made it, Bluber Team. They're a Polish game company. Uh, the previous game before the medium was The Blair Witch. You guys may have heard of the film Definitely The Blair Witch heard, Project. Yeah, yeah, of course, the film, yeah. Now, the game that they made about The Blair Witch had really really bad reviews and i played the game as well i I remember playing it at university with one of my friends and don't get me wrong the 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 atmosphere and you know the tenseness of the game it it was good for a horror game but there really was just no real like wow factor if that makes sense you know you want a horror game to blow your mind and, and send you through these twists and tales it was very similar to how the actual film was where you know you're walking through a forest and i know it's not exactly just as simple as that and weird things start happening and then all of a sudden at the end you you know it goes crazy i'm not going to give too much away um but yeah that was pretty much the extent of the blair witch now this is completely the opposite the medium is just fantastic it's one of those games that you sort of complete and you feel like you have to tell everyone about it and just and obviously this is perfect for me to go and and speak about it i just highly recommend it if you're a fan of previous silent hills like silent hill 2 specifically it's very similar to that you're almost a spooky eerie surroundings that you're going through and you come across again come across various Again, I don't want to spoil it too much, but it, it's really a, a really twisty and and all that sort of thing. Um, the storyline is absolutely fantastic. Uh, the focus is definitely on this para- parallel dimensions uh, that I mentioned earlier. It's really key to to everything. It's a, it's, I would say it's half a puzzle game, half a horror game as well. The puzzles themselves are really challenging. You have to sort of interact with with the world in these two different, or by switching between these two universes. You can sort of see and, and imagine what it's what it's like. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's really really interesting. It's definitely a brand new take on the the whole horror genre because loads of these games that come out now are just not anything new you know there's all various mm. jump scares you yeah. you know you i feel like and... do, you, do you think that's kind of testament to the horror genre almost been like been there done that there's been so many iconic games in that space that have kind of made that or do you think it's just maybe a lack of i don't know studios not having the the, the need or want to deliver those games well this is this is the thing this is my my take on it when when you look at horror games I, I believe to make a good horror game, there needs to be a really thought out process in terms of the story, the character, the atmosphere, and how they interact with the environment. Because you want, you have to evoke a, a feeling more than pretty much any other genre 100%. there is, really. You guys agree with that? Yeah, I think it it, it is much more, you know, reliance on that in, in the horror genre, purely on the base of, you know, it's all about creating that atmosphere and that suspense before exactly. you've even got into the game rather than it being a case of, you know, you you want that to be felt before you've actually played the game. Yeah, precisely. And it, it's sort of different in the sense of 
with with horror films for example you can kind of create a very scary or jump scary horror film with not much production value think paranormal activity you know those films were made on maybe tens of thousands hundreds of thousands but then got revenue back of, of millions i know there is horror films out there that spent loads and loads and loads of money on production and and sort of the story process and everything like that but mm-hmm. these horror games they need to be well thought thought out and structured and this is one of those you know it's got an amazing storyline i and it just it honestly you don't think it's going in uh, uh, the same direction for a long time i don't know how to explain it it just it's just amazing you really you guys really need to get it it's um it's free on game pass so if you Ooh, there we go yeah yeah, Gabriel thing, uh, I, yeah exactly <laughs> i played it on pc but obviously it's on xbox as well um it was a very it was a um quite tough on my on my graphics card i do imagine it might struggle on the older xboxes but i imagine it passes with fl- flying colors on the, the new ones I'm, I'm gonna have to go no get away horror I, i'm not a fan of horror. <laughs> oh, really okay fair enough well fair. if this is your thing you know like like i said if you're into the silent hills resident mm. evil type vibe this is definitely up your street i highly recommend it it's just a must play if you're into these horror games that's really all i can say about it because so much is dependent on the story and i really don't want to spoil that at all why I'm particularly sort of excited about this is because I sort of I'm in my mind drawing parallels to COD zombies in the sense of if you remember those maps back in the day, like Mob of the Dead, where there was like an afterlife element. Yes. And you a lot of the clues to do the Easter eggs you have to discover in a separate realm. And I, I always find that a really interesting process of having to not only puzzle out actually what you have to do, but then having that other dimension of going, oh, which mode do I have to be in to do it? kind of thing you, you know what that's absolutely spot on in terms of envisioning what this game is obviously it's a lot more complex than cod zombies but that's what you expect with these sort of games mm-hmm. you know you have to use both these realms or realms at the same time a uh, little spoiler there to to you know to get past or to get into new areas for example and it's really really well done you know th- this is the puzzle section of the game but everything else the story and the horror aspects all intertwine perfectly now rating time and i've highly recommend i highly recommend this i know i've said about three times already <laughs> i'm gonna give it a 9.5 out of 10 wow that is I, for you. I really do think it's a a fantastic game and I, I hope that there's more coming from Bloober team now that they've sort of had their their low of the Blair Witch project or Blair Witch game you know that was let's just say it was pre- pretty bad the reviews were terrible I played through 90% of it and, and gave up right at the end even though that was supposed to be the best part um, I really don't think it was anything special but this one absolutely fantastic great storyline great characters great um scary people also i'm going to say great puzzles everything everything you'd want in a horror game is bang on you've leveled up so i i've not actually got a game that i'm sort of recommending i've got doctor who the eternity clock instead which is objectively a terrible terrible game it is it is awful (laughs) what does it just sound bad you know those games just you hear the title and you're like oh god (laughs) so it's doctor who puzzle game um that came out in in 2012 the graphics are awful the puzzles are either really easy uh, or ridiculously hard um and 
frankly, the only reason I ever played it. Uh, oh, 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 sorry, I almost forgot. Um, so this is really it's designed to be a two-player game. So you have like someone who plays as the Doctor, and you have someone who plays as um, River Song. It's a Matt Smith era. Sure, uh, sure. Doctor right. Who game. I was interested. Uh, by that, there is yeah. a single-player mode. I have never finished the single-player mode because there's a glitch where the AI will not let you get past a certain level <laughs> at oh, all. Dear. No matter what. No. Um, so you have you have to do these two things at the same time. But the AI obviously has coding that's like, stay close to the player. So it keeps trying to follow you instead of staying where it's supposed to, to do the other thing for you. It's, it's oh, awful. Um, but it's got a lot of happy memories attached to it for me because I played it with my sister a lot. Um, it's, it's sort of the game we play together, sort of. Because um, yeah. it came out on PlayStation 3. That's, that's the console I have it on. Uh, and at the time, uh, I just moved abroad to the US, and this was the the only console we had. So it was sort of a, a way to us to play video games together because we didn't really have any other way of doing it at the time. Uh, I still have to give it a pretty low score though, because it is it is objectively terrible. It is just not a good game. But there's a mm-hmm. lot of sort of ironic enjoyment, you know, when something's so bad you can have fun with it anyway. Sure. Because um, it, it, it's also supposed to be the start of like a series because it, it sets up some stuff for like later on. Uh, and then all the sequels were cancelled. Before before you do go on and, and give it a rating, are you doing your rating based on your personal experience, or are you just like as a just reviewing the game as as a game rather so, than taking in all the positives okay. that you got given for it? So ultimately, I'm 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 very tempted to steal someone else's rating system for this, but I'm not going to. I'm going to give it two ratings. I'm going to give it my rating, which is just. I had a lot of fun on this game. Sure. And I'm going to give it a rating of this is how much you should want to buy it, which is don't. <laughs> um, don't out of 10. What Quickly, just before you do as well, what would be interesting is on a scale of one to nerd, how much into Doctor Who are you? Because I think that's a big thing. Because I feel Very like... True. Yeah, that, that's Very fair. true. I, I, am, I am quite into Doctor Who. I, I quite enjoy my Doctor Who. Not so Same. much lately, but especially back when I first got this game, I was very big into my Doctor Who. Nice. I'll just say very quickly, I've got probably two whole collection books full of Doctor Who trading cards. I don't know where they are right now, but I've got, you know, these yeah. two massive, I think they're up in the loft somewhere, full of, you know, all the ultra rares, super rares. Um, and I used to collect them for, for years during primary school. Yeah, mine was Doctor Who figures. I have an, um, an insane <laughs> amount of Doctor Who figurines in my attic, I can confirm. So I think we've just discovered we are all collectively pretty pretty hardcore Doctor Who <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, I will say you don't really need to be a Doctor Who fan to understand it. It's a typical, like, ridiculous Doctor Who plot. None of it really makes any sense. Yeah. Um, they do have the original voice actors, which is nice. Like it is that's Alex nice, Kingston yeah. and Matt Smith doing the voices. Oh, that's of the cool. River song. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's just not a good game. So I give my personal enjoyment. I, I'd probably give it like a, a seven. It's just solid, fun game. For like how much you should want to buy this game, I'm gonna give it like a two and a half. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not a good game. Yeah. So there we are. That's the uh, the proof that you know it's. Do you reckon it's the, the memories that you had then is, is why it's you've rated it seven for yourself? Is, is it just the uh, enjoyment you had back in the day? Yeah, I, I think it's absolutely how much fun I had playing this as, as a kid with my sister. You've leveled up. 
Yeah, so um, I'm rather glad to announce my game of the uh, well, I nearly said game of the week there, <laughs> game, <laughs> game of the month, hey. um, mainly because it might result in me being subject to less bullying from my uh, co-host for <laughs> being so absent from the PC world because my game of the week, uh, game of the month, sorry, again doing it, is Ultimate Chicken Horse, which is actually not available on console, but it is available through Steam. How I would describe it is it's basically a party platform game where you build the level as you play, placing traps and hazards to screw your friends over, but trying not to screw yourself. So sort of how it's almost like a bridge builder where the start line is on one side of the map and the finish is on the other end of the map. You initially spawn in with, I played with three other people and I think that's a really good number. I would say four is really what you want, but I think you can play it with less if, if you need to. Um, and when, as soon as you spawn in, the first thing you see is a screen with loads of different items ranging from platforms to jump on and actual traps. The traps can be spikes, they can be cannons, they can be uh, firework shooters that, you know, just really cartoony. Imagine sort of cartoony traps that you have free reign to pace, uh, place in between the start and finish line. Um, you can also get bombs and stuff, which you can use to destroy other people's obstacles. So it's basically this big process of selecting your obstacle, placing your obstacle for that round in such a way that it really screws everyone else up. But for you, you can you're, you're OK. It's incredibly fun. I played it with work colleagues towards the end of last week for a couple hours and it, it never got boring. Obviously, bearing in mind the, how I've described the game, it's not really like a, it's not going to take up a lot of time in terms of, you know, it's, it's not like a long campaign game. I thought it was perfect for what it was, actually. The only thing I would say is that it's £10, I believe, at retail, which... 10 99 10.99 there we go and i would say based off the the actual software itself and how complicated it is i think that is quite pushing it a bit you know you've got a sure. lot of applications on your phone that are free that have more processing power <laughs> and more creativity behind it than the game but that is Actually, what I would say is arguably it's a it's testament to how good the game is that they can charge that and people still are willing to pay for it. I mean, I even having played it, I would probably fork out the tenor for it. Um, and yeah, it's not. Yeah, basically, it's 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 probably worth it. But I would say that if coming from someone else, it might be a bit too much. So it's a great party game is what you're trying to say. Would you suggest that I take it and like suggest it to, to my friends online to, to play as a, a group of like six or eight? Or I would really recommend it. Okay, I, cool. I can guarantee that you and your friends would have an amazing time playing it, at least for one afternoon. And then once you've played it once, maybe you wouldn't touch it again. But oh, another, really? yeah, but but. Then having said that, I think the good thing about this game is there's a lot of room for adding levels and stuff. And as soon as that happens, my gosh, this game could go on forever. You know, it would never get boring. Do it once a week. Just do like a yeah. get your mates together for an hour at the end of every week. Jump on there, see what the new maps say and see what new characters you can get. 
it's it's actually a really really good game i have to admit and considering it's the first game i've really played uh, on steam and and from that perspective it's really made a good impression on me um in terms of rating it's 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 hard to do because i've had this way up in the past where you've got to decide how good it is as a game compared to everything or what it actually is in its own space i think definitely in terms of what it is in its own space it's about as good as it gets you know we're talking eight nines out of ten but maybe if you're comparing it to just the whole plethora of games in the world i would say I'm going to give it a 6.5, maybe 7, but I'll go with 6.5 um, based on that. Would the would the reduction in price make that rating go a lot higher? Is that the biggest drawback, do you reckon, to, for the game? 100% actually, and that's a really good question. I think if this was valued at like the price of a... a most apps, like a £3 or maybe up to a £5 then I would say 7.58, I'd boost it up to. Really? Is that I would say price really is the sticking point on this one because you if, if you know you'll get on there and you'll be like, wow, is this it? You know yeah. what I mean? Like it is, it is on that level. But at the same time, it is very, very fun and very, very good. So, you know, that's that's it. I actually nearly picked up a copy of this at Christmas uh, as part of the Jingle Jam, but I was like, I don't know enough people that I can get to play this with me, so I gave it away in the end. Oh, fair. really? So well, was, was it on sale then? Uh, so the Jingle Jam is like a charity thing, uh, sure. where you can uh, buy like a whole bunch of games for a very cheap price, and the money goes to charity. Oh, brilliant! So cool. it's something I participate in a couple of times. Yeah, um, we could. I actually think it'd be a great one for us three to jump on, to be fair. Like, you know, given <laughs> well, that it's it. the one time that oh, I've maybe. got a Steam I've, game. I've, like... I've got some Steam cash in the bank. Nice. There we go, nice. ching Well, I'm, I'm all for it, honestly. I, I, I think I'm... I might recommend it to my, my friends and see what they think, and I'll definitely pick it up if, if, if that happens, if they're, if they're down for it, so we could get a, a big group of play, uh, nice. players. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Perfect. Okay, so that's that for Game of the Month. Not going to mess, mess that one up anymore. Yeah. Um, so now we're looking at the greatest games of 2010. So as I did last week and a week before, I'm going to give you guys a quick rundown of various things that happened this year in terms of you know games being sold and various events and whatever. Who can guess what the best-selling game this year was? Uh, Wii Sports again. <laughs> Hey, ding, ding, ding. We no started. way. What? Yes. No, I'm deadly serious. We Sports again. Was I was the... joking. I know, I know. I, I, every time I'm, I'm on the, well, I go for a, a look at various websites to find this information. And I think this is, I think the screen grab I've got on is, uh, is Wikipedia or something similar to that. And I, I, I'm always thinking, am I on the right page? Is this 2008 <laughs> or was this actually 2010? Uh, but yeah, it genuinely is Wii Sports with 16,600,000. Again, topping it. And even, even in 2010, Nintendo are absolutely crushing it. It's mad. So, I yeah. think what's so significant about it is the, and I'm not going to spoil it, but because obviously we're about to go through it, but the 
the prestigiousness of the titles that that's picked, even three years into its life cycle. I know, there were some I know. mad titles that got released this year and it's still outselling <laughs> It's absolutely them. insane. You know, it, it, in second nasty. place, for example, is the, well, joint second place actually, is the new, the new Super, uh, Super Mario Bros. Wii, as it's called, and Wii Sports Resort. They both sold 11,300,000 copies worldwide. Fourth place was Wii Fit Plus. And finally, in fifth place, was the first non-Wii, non-Nintendo game. And that was FIFA 11, which sold uh, 8,400,000. Okay. So two events that I've picked out that might be of interest in 2010. First was the Microsoft's Kinect. If anyone wow. remembers that, the Xbox Connect. Connect Adventures, Freedom yeah. of the Connect. Do you exactly. remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that launched worldwide, starting in North America. Uh, as well, I think actually before the Connect, if I'm correct, was the PlayStation Move. That was first launched in North America. That's obviously the motion controllers. So obviously this year was a big was big for this sort of interactable uh trying to take on on the Wii and the Wii controller, exactly. wasn't it? This is testament the, to Nintendo's success, PlayStation and Xbox basically trying to copy them as best ex- they exactly. can. Exactly. And in hindsight, we know that that didn't really work out no. too no, well. No, it did not. Yeah, so those two, uh, those two, I guess you could call them controllers slash whatever cameras uh, were released. Um, and now I've got a big list of a bunch of games. I'm just going to go through quickly, just as a, a summary. You guys may have these in your in your top five, but I'm going to go through them anyway. First one being Super Mario Galaxy Two, yeah. Mass Effect Two, Red yes. Dead Redemption, Starcraft Two, Wings of Liberty, oh God, Rock Band Three. Pac-Man Championship Edition, God of War 3, Super Street Fighter 4, Halo Reach. Oh, yeah. Um, last last of the 343 Halo games. Yeah. Limbo came out in 2010. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, 2010. Super Meat Boy. Uh, and Civilization 5, which I didn't think was 2010. That, that blew my mind a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, that's the list that I've got very quickly. A few of those games I played, Civilization, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Halo Reach, I played a lot. Um, what else was there? Mass Effect 2. I don't think I played StarCraft 2 Wings of Liberty at oh, all. Man. Yeah, World of Warcraft Cataclysm was there as well. I don't know whether I mentioned that. But yeah, there's a, yes. a bunch List of, of a lot, lot of, lot of well-known names on that list. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. One thing I, I don't think I heard you mention Black Ops, which surprises me. Yeah, I I, I, I didn't know whether, but I yeah. I knew that Loki I was going to cover that. Yeah, I think yeah, <laughs> I, I, I actually sort of figured. I, I was I was looking down the list like, when I was doing my so I was like, I'm pretty sure Gabe was going to have that one and that. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the classic. Captain uh, obvious over it. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think that. I've I might have missed it because I've got a huge list of of games here. So so yeah, that's another one. Um, so, so what have you guys got in fifth place? We're going to start off start off with that. Uh, do you want to start this one off, Gabriel? Yeah, of course. So I went with number five, Fallout New Vegas, yeah. which, of course, was a fairly recent. I think it was, might have even been my last game of the, or near the end of when we were doing Game of the Week. Uh, only played it recently, but amazing game. Even now it's dated, I still enjoyed it. And yeah, obviously those that don't know zombie apocalypse setting free roam it's it's really great um 
definitely deserved a number five. You know, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about New Vegas, but it's, it's, I've never actually played it. I, oh, I only got into the series with uh, four. Yep. I'm exactly, I'm exactly the same. Up at some point. Mm. Do you reckon yeah, it's reckon. the best one? I think Ooh. we discussed this before with, with Fallout, but I have well, a lot well, of people saying New Vegas is the best. I mean, they do. I mean, to me, the ordering is very simple. There's all the ones I don't care about. There's four at the top, which I've played. And then way, 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 digging a hole for itself at the bottom <laughs> is 76. 76, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think they've done a lot. I think they've done a lot with that now to try and uh, make it better know. than it was on release. But I don't think anyone cares. They, they, no, you know, it, that release was, I think that's the single worst video game release I've ever seen. Yeah, it was diabolical. I think to answer your question, most people, if you ask them what their favourite Fallout is, if they are someone who's dabbled in a lot of them, they will answer with Fallout 4 or Fallout New Vegas. It's either or. But they are easily head and shoulders above the rest of them, in my personal opinion, yeah. No? Okay, Billy, number five. Yeah, my number five is a bit of an odd one. Um, It's not actually a game you can buy, and I'm not even sure if it's working anymore. It's the browser-based game Happy Wheels. Oh, oh my! No God. way! Yep. That that's brought back so <laughs> many memories of IT lessons at school and sneakily yep. closing the tab when the teacher walked around. Reminds <laughs> me playing it at the library at lunch times and stuff. Cool math yeah. games and, yes. and mini cliff and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh. oh, those sites that, that aren't really there anymore. Because yeah, is gone. Sad. Yeah, that is re- oh. it's wow. Just, it's it's weird to think about that. This is like a thing that we've all grown up with. That it's just never going to be a thing in gaming again. Someone note it down. That we have to discuss flash games and browser games yes. for the future. We, this is something that needs yeah, to be discussed. We, 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 we had this. We've had this discussion before. So we, we might have to talk about a proper like have a proper flash oh, games discussion at some point. There are so many good ones. One hundred percent. Absolutely, um, but, deserves but yeah, its ha- own Happy Wheels. It deserves it's, its own like whole topic, doesn't it? Whole oh, whole show. Absolutely, you could do a whole show on on just that. Um, but Happy Wheels specifically, it's if if for those uh, who aren't aware, you basically you play as one of several characters who will have ridiculous vehicles like a rocket powered wheelchair or a bicycle with a small baby on the back, who you can also play as. And you lead them through a horribly dangerous, very bloody series of traps to try and get to the end and usually die and fail along the way. Simple as that, isn't it? It is. It's, it's very simple, but it is, it's, you know, a childhood memory. A lot of my memories from it came from uh, PewDiePie. I know yeah. he played that a lot. So he, a lot he, of my uh, experience with that game, well, I'm pretty sure the reason why I played it to begin with was because of PewDiePie. He exploded it. Absolutely. Um it's an interesting one. I, I, I've got to say, I will always remember because there's like a list of like featured levels. And I've always remember like the, the first one that I ever played was like this Pokemon gym one where like there was a different trap in every room and it was like themed around Pokemon and stuff. It was weird, but good. Wicked, right. Number four, Gabriel. So, yes, number four for me is Super Mario Galaxy 2, which for me, I remember distinctly buying this and I remember paying quite a stupid amount of money for it. It was like 50 quid or something, which at the time, I don't think I'd ever paid for a game, like paid that much for a game. (laughs) Never ever Uh, bought a new game before. (laughs) Yeah, probably. No, because I I genuinely was like grinding. Oh, no, man. Secondhand sales are the best. Exactly. That was it. And this was the first one I think I really forked out for new. and 
you know what is there to say about super mario galaxy 2 apart from it's one of my personal favorite mario games ever it's got such a vast uh amount of levels and, and environments to explore it's it's a brilliant game it's a mario game exactly <laughs> no, we say this every time we say this every time with mario games it's just it's just a mario game there are, there are like there are only like a tiny number of like standout mario games you know like uh things like um <laughs> sunshine which which has a reputation yeah. um, mm. and 64 which is like this is the first ever 3d mario game and stuff like that so no, there's nothing against any of the mario games but they are all sort of very similar to each other of course but it's course. such a good concept that people don't uh, yeah, care it, it, and it's, it's still yeah exactly right number four billy yeah my number four is star wars the force unleashed 2 uh, which i played on the wii and is a really really weird game uh, you, you you run around as a ninja jedi and stab things basically uh, like it's very similar to the first one, although it was very different for me because I had the first one on DS, so it was different. Um, but basically, if you've played Fallen Order, if you've played Jedi Fallen Order, uh, which I recommend you do, it's yes. great. Fantastic. It's like that, except much, much, much easier to walk around as like Ninja God. Yes. Yeah, I remember playing this, um, probably not when it came out, but one of my friends wheeze and yeah it's just it just gets to run around with a big lightsaber and, and kill a bunch of things cut and people just... cut stormtroopers into little pieces it's great exactly um, yeah i think the game starts with you exploding a window and jumping down like a 500 foot drop in the pouring rain it, it, it's it's insane like it's not a bad game but it is quite simplistic enjoyable fun though yeah all right bronze i uh, know yeah bronze what am i saying yeah, yeah bronze medal gabriel Bronze medal goes to what was the start of, in my opinion, the best single player experience. And I know you know what I'm going to say. Red Dead Redemption, guys. Yeah, it's just such a good game. I actually played two before I played one, but two was so good. I went straight back to one. And despite the massive disparity in graphics quality and, and actual game functionality, it's still good. It's still that good. The story is amazing and it's just, it's gripping. That's the word, it's gripping. And yeah. Yeah, I, I have to be honest, I've, I've not played any of the Red Dead games. I've only ever like, watched other people play them. But there is an indelible memory of, of this pressed into my mind because uh, I watched a, a YouTuber called Nerdcubed and he did a video on this game. And he was, uh, so spoilers for this now, you know, 12 year old game. But at the end, the main character dies, and you play as the main character's son. Um, so this this video came out when this was very new, and he's like, you know, oh look, I've had to change the character; he's dead. Spoilers, blah blah blah. But he kept my he kept his horse alive through the entire game. This one horse, and he had this horse. And about ten minutes into the video, he gets run over by a train and dies. No, it's the funniest thing in the world. No what way. I find so funny about that is I can actually appreciate how difficult it is to keep a horse alive the whole playthrough. That's actually ridiculously impressive, and and even more impressive when he resisted the temptation to buy a new horse as well. On top of it, to like <laughs> you know deck it out more. So that's a really good story. Right. Third place for you, Billy. Third place for mine is Napoleon Total War. So 
you might have picked up on this because I am very, very excited about a release in a few days, um, which might be Total War Warhammer 3. Oh, I saw that advertised, actually. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm very excited for that. But that that series, particularly Total War Warhammer 2, sort of got me into the Total War series. Um, So I'm a big Warhammer fan which is why I picked up the games in the first place. Um, and I've sort of picked up more of the, the series from there. Napoleon Total War I picked up because, frankly, Napoleonic Warfare was really interesting to me because it's, you know, muskets and horse and mm-hmm. not, I've got a machine gun, ha, 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 Bit of a uh, change from Warhammer, put it that way. <laughs> well, there's, there's, no, there's not as much magic in this one for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting. It's it's all I want from a Total War game. You you get to run around and shoot people, and I get to be British and shoot the French while I'm doing it, which I find greatly amusing <laughs> for some reason. Um, yeah, it, it, it's good fun. I'm no good at these sorts of games, but I really have a lot of fun doing stupid things like going, I have an army like three times the size of yours, and I'm going to march into your face and shoot you dead. I think it's like the sandbox, the sandbox style of, you know, where you can have these games where you have, I obviously haven't played this game um specifically but you can put yourself into various scenarios where you just absolutely dominate the opposition and it's just as easy as that I mean, isn't it yeah that's fun but i think think part of the fun for for this sort of one is because it's a historical game because there's an actual like this is how you know how you can like work out how things are supposed to go mm. you can sort of mess it up which i think is almost more interesting yeah you can have campaigns where you're like i'm france and i'm at war with literally all of europe because reasons <laughs> uh, but you can also have games where you're like I'm going to play as England and liberate Spain from the French and stuff like that so it's it's it's, it's an interesting sort of contrast and I, I like being able to play around with the historical aspects oh cool that's cool. cool right number two Gabriel number two goes to my favourite Halo game of all time yeah. Halo yeah, Reach yeah. and mm. yeah I've, I've probably said a million times that Halo Reach is my favourite <laughs> I think Halo it's everyone's game. everyone's favorite Halo uh, game. Let's be real, most very likely. Very true. I mean, it just brought. Oh, just remember the Forge mode on Halo Reach and and all the multiplayer game modes and just just the overall look of the game. The camp. There's not a single thing that game didn't have. There's not a single thing I could, even if I tried really hard to fault that game. I, I genuinely couldn't. So there you are, number two. You know what Halo Reach reminds me of in some ways is Rogue One, the, the Star Wars film. It's got that same oh, really? sort of like, you know everybody is going to be dead at the end of this thing. Like, yeah. It's inevitable, but it's it's the way everything plays out and sort of this air of tragedy to the whole thing. Yeah. Mm. I, I really like. It's like, it, it's got some really nice storytelling to it as much as anything else. Because it's, it's, you've got those themes of sacrifice and duty and all that sort of thing. Definitely. I think what I enjoyed most out of that game and this is why you know well i haven't played it for a while but i keep you know re-downloading it at various times is like you said the forge mode and and various sort of things you can do with uh with your mates or multiplayer that's infected what i played is the big yeah, one i mean my is, gosh that you know and they the custom maps and everything like that i just feel very ahead of its time in in that sort of sense that i can't really think of any other game that i played on the xbox that had that sort of you know the, the maps that you could edit nothing was really similar to that at the time especially no. when i was playing it it's it's a lovely send-off to bungie being the the developers of halo um also it had the best looking spartan armor the new spartan armor looks sucks and i will fight you over this <laughs> it, I, I, agree. I agree yeah. so yeah fair um but yeah so Sorry, number two 
Yeah, my number two uh, is probably a game I'm not sure either of you have heard of, but it's part of a fairly long-running series. It's Dragon Quest IX, Sentinels of the Starry Skies. So Dragon Quest is, is a JRPG series by Square, Square Enix, so it's, it's very Final Fantasy-esque. Um, this one, at least, is. I've only ever actually played this one of the series. But you have like a, a jobs system, so each of your characters in your party gets to be like uh like you might have a cleric who does like healing and stuff and you might have a a warrior who stabs people in the face and that sort of thing um i have to be honest one of the reasons i like this game is because i got it when i was really quite young uh this this was quite an early game for me that was it was one of my first sort of more story driven games like there's, there's a lot of combat in it and to this day i have not managed to finish the bloody thing um, <laughs> but it is, it is a very story-driven game. It's very interesting. It's got this really interesting cosmology and like world building to it. Um, and also I could name all the characters off my friends, which I found really fun. So I did. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Right. Also, um, you play as an angel and there's a space train. So. It sounds so random. That just, it uh, is. It's yeah. a Japanese game. Of course it is. I have to look it up <laughs> after the show, I reckon. Yeah. Right. Gold medal, Gabriel. Number one. I, I have a feeling I know. You have to know. You have to know. <laughs> well, I, then again, there's there's so many here that like you haven't mentioned. I know what yours is, yes. So to put you both out of your misery, my number one is my second favorite Call of Duty of yeah, all time. Okay, cool. Call of Duty Black Ops, yes. Yeah. And you know, I've spoken about this game before as well. Zombies perfect had the introduction to some of the best maps ever that actually were immortalized throughout the franchise that you still get versions of those maps even now um, multiplayer probably some of the best maps in fact i think tom and i are in agreement the best map ever made was on that game uh, in nuketown yes. um, but that's just to mention one of many other great maps on that cod and finally, the campaign is easily my favourite campaign, the, the Mason Numbers campaign, for those that um, that know what that is. It's, the Numbers it's just, Mason. That's it, that's it. And it's, it's proper detective, like you never know what's going on, you find out the end, big reveal, and it's just, yeah, it's amazing. Enough said, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I don't think I've ever played this this Call of Duty, uh, or at least not, not properly, because I think the Call of Duty Black Ops, I had either two or three the one with like the ai body jumping stuff that is three. like yeah which i was trying, i thought that was a really interesting story actually um but i suppose we'll get to that another time yeah in the future yeah. Yeah. yeah what what i'd say as well especially from your perspective billy as someone who likes single player another good thing about this game is the combat training tom i don't know if you remember combat training the the, the bots and and oh yeah it was done so well in that game like where you could pro the ai uh the levels of the ai you could make it really realistic but you could also just jump on a game with your mates play over online against bots which was also really fun when you were learning the ropes for call of duty so yeah cool right Uh, yeah one number one billy number one um it's a game i've put many many hours into um it's civilization five hey yeah there we go which I was, I was just as shocked as you were, Tom. I was like, that was, that's a 2010 game? I, I, honestly, it blew my mind. I was like, there's no way that that came out in 2010. Yeah, but, but apparently it did. Um, ridiculous. So Civilization V is what's called a 4X game. Um, so you, you 
uh, I think it's like expand experiment. I can't remember because there's like there's four like X things that you do in the game. Yeah, explore, expand. Uh, yes. it's, yeah, it's explore, expand. Uh, oh lord. Anyway, <laughs> no, I've I've got to remember this now. <laughs> Bug me all night, otherwise. Ah. Uh, Explore, expand, exterminate, and then like exploit or something because it's about resources and stuff. It sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds yeah. about right. Uh, so, so you do all those things and you fight a bunch of AI usually because I don't play online. I don't do things online. You should know this by now. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's really interesting. It's endlessly moddable. And I think I have all the DLC for it. So you get some really fun scenarios and stuff. Uh, there's a civil war scenario that I I quite enjoy playing because it's just here's a land map go shoot the other people in the face, uh, it, it, it's good fun. It's I think its main weakness is it is very much a turn based strategy game. It's it's got that old just one more turn energy to it. Yeah, so it, it's yeah. you never play it for a shorter time period as your plan ever. No, um, I I spent out you know you sit there and you start playing it and then. You, you sort of have a have a thing. So how how long have I been playing it? Oh, like three hours or something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, you're like, oh, I've only been here for an hour or so. I'll, I'll I'll just finish this thing, and then you start another time. Like, oh, no, I'll just finish that thing instead, and yeah. it just keeps going yeah. forever and ever. I want to finish this world, uh, world wonder, and then you're like, yeah, thirty turns yeah. later, and then it, it's really interesting. You can do some, you can do some, as I say, endless array of mods to it. But I, I think one of the most interesting things is that there are multiple ways of winning civilization games. Uh, you know, you've got you've got I conquer everybody. You have to hold all the capitals. There's a, diplo- a diplomacy victory where you just yep. vote yourself world leader, um, which is always great fun because you can just bribe all the city states to vote for you. It's hilarious. Uh, there's uh, technology where you go to space and you're just like, no, I'm just going to leave the planet and win. <laughs> And then there's cultural, which is just magic, as far as I can tell. It just happens. Uh, it's I think it's actually based off like borders and trade and stuff. But I've I've never really looked into cultural victory because it's boring and slow, and I just prefer to stab everyone in the face instead. Yeah, I had a I had it with uh with religious victory. I thought that was just the the, the worst. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing in five. Is oh, it? oh no, sorry, in Civ six. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but I was about to say because in, in five, religion's just a, a thing that gives you uh, more cultural. I think. Yeah, and also yeah. You can get you can get a world religion and get like extra votes in the the UN for. I it. did. I did. I did mean to say that, but yes, yeah, Civ six. Um, obviously, we're skipping ahead in the future, but I, I had that sort of thing. Seven years or so, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't. I, I just hated the idea of doing religious victories just because it was so. It wasn't as cool as just going around and killing everyone else yeah. or being so scientifically ahead where you were making like massive murder machines instead whilst people were using crossbows and uh, there's, there's a fun little mod i found for civ 5 where it just gives you like the giant death robots from the end game as like a beginning unit <laughs> wow uh, yeah i've not played six although i do own it i picked it up for free from the epic game store i think it but, is good yeah. it is good I, I still think it's the best 4x uh, and that's sort of in comparison with humankind, which I've been playing recently as well. I mean, again, uh, I'm gonna have to disagree with you because if memory serves, the Total War games are basically 4X games. So I haven't played any of those. So yeah, yeah. I, the ones that I've played, I think Civ Six is definitely is definitely yeah. the best one out of, out of mean, the the three that I've mentioned. Yeah, that that I mean that's fair. Like, it's always going to be like somewhat personal. 
yeah. I think the other the other major one that isn't Civ is Age of Empires. I think is the other major. Oh yeah, of course. Game, yeah, which I've never really touched either. But they put out a new game last year, I think. Age yes. of Empires Four came out. Yes, very recently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that's, that's my it. top game. Is that all rounded up? Then we found our top five. We've we've let the let the world oh. know. Just as, as a question, because you were mentioning this being a really good game, uh, a really good year for games, Tom. What would your top, like, just your top game of the year be? It would be Civ Five. Ah, I I, I, it's a close one. I, I, I do think it would be Civ Five. I'm, I'm looking at that's obviously Assassin's Creed Brotherhood was another good one for me. Same, yeah. Halo yeah. Reach definitely was up there, but yeah, I, I would, I would say Civ Five. Okay, yeah. that's the game I played most out of all of them. Yeah. I think Civ Five is, is possibly my like m- one of my most played games of all time. But, oh yeah, it's it's very close for me too. Just edged out by Team Fortress Two, and that was partially because Team Fortress Two was the first ever game I got on PC. Wow! So I put many many hours into it. Yeah. Right then. Okay. So that's that for our for our roundup of the greatest games of 2010. We're going to yeah. move on quickly to our weekly news. Now, we do have a massive topic, which Gabriel was going to explain for us. Um, sort of ties in nicely to all our talk of Halo Reach. No, it does. It does very, very much so. Definitely. Yeah. So I'll kick us off in that case. So my first and only bit of news this week is the fact that towards the end of January, Sony have announced they will be purchasing Bungie for a whopping $3.6 billion US dollars. For those that don't know, Bungie are the developers responsible for Destiny and previously Halo. Sony has said Bungie will remain a multi-platform studio with the option to self-publish and reach players wherever they choose to play. At present, the studio is working on maintaining Destiny and expanding the Destiny series. What what do you think the odds are that so I'm I'm thinking there's like two two things here at playoff. Obviously, this is a move in reaction to Sony's buying of Activision Blizzard. Like yeah, yeah. That, that's I think fairly obvious. It's facts, really. Yeah. I think that the announcement that they're gonna keep Bungie multi-platform is a move to try and pressure uh, Microsoft into doing the same for Activision Blizzard games. Oh, one hundred percent. Well, because if you remember, do you remember the um the absolute hellstorm that came down with the PS4 and the Xbox when the Xbox was like, oh, we're always going to be online and stuff. And then basically the, the PlayStation guys came out after their show and went like, yes, yeah, so here's the PlayStation. It's just like the old PlayStation, but new and cheaper than the Xbox by ours. And it exploded like every, they got cheered off the stage. Yeah. Mm. I think this is a move like that. They're trying to, to force Microsoft into sort of cooperating with them, which I don't <laughs> think is a bad thing. Oh, no, not at all. I think but it needs to happen. I, I, you know, you know, otherwise too many yeah. people are going to be disappointed. And yeah. I feel like it's it's sort of like a not verbal war, but you know, this sort of technicality it's, that yeah, going they're, on they're trying to get the like public support behind multi-platform studios running multi-platform, oh, uh, yeah, which is interesting because sure. I, I saw a theory on the uh, Activision Blizzard buy that it, it's like Microsoft are moving more and more towards just Xbox Game Pass is the only way you can get any of these games now. You know. Which they make, so much, they, make, they make so much money from it, so I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah, no, like I would buy them doing it. I just think it would be, I'd be interesting to see if they actually do try and move that way, if they'll try and keep set of multi-platform, which would obviously, in, in my opinion, be the, the better way of doing things. Or maybe mm. they they do the Game Pass for PC and Xbox, and then just with everything else, they sell it as a. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I would be okay with that because, frankly, my my concern as as like a, a consumer here is not actually oh, is it going to be more expensive to buy on another platform? I'm not really bothered about the sort of financial aspects behind it necessarily. Yeah. I'm a lot more interested in 
I don't have to buy a new thing to, to play these games. You know? Absolutely. Definitely. I think one thing is for sure, and, and obviously when we're talking about the, the Microsoft buyout, we 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 raise this issue it's it's competition and, and the benefits yeah. of competition and why we have it and and this is exactly why it's so important yeah. because if if we didn't have sony responding here we wouldn't get the same pressure on microsoft to do the same you know yeah. and it's it's really great i found i saw a really interesting pie chart that showed like all the major like uh game game uh studios and who owned all of them mm. and sony owned the least game studios which shocked me hmm like it, it was insane. I'll send it. I'll send you guys to you um, on, on the WhatsApp later. Uh, but yeah, really it's, it's it was really interesting. I was like, ah, yeah. But so Sony, obviously, as we, we said at the end of the year, at the end of last year, Sony apparently still make the most. Still made the most. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So definitely, there's definitely still in the game. There's no way that this uh, any of oh, this no. stuff is affecting no. their, you know. The whole company. No, themselves. I mean, I, I think it's not really going to be possible to knock Sony out of the games not, market. Not unless, I, I think the only way that it could happen is if Microsoft were willing to run the whole like whole department at like a major loss for a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I don't think they'll. I think that would be like you know hammered by legislation. It certainly should be. Yeah. Should exactly. Be yeah. No, definitely not. Um, and the and the stakeholders as well. Yeah, they, well would... <laughs> they might be willing to go along with it if they were like, yeah, it's just cool. a way of getting more money later. Just yeah, but... just wait five odd years. Uh, yeah. Oh, if the Disney strategy was just we're going to undercut you and we can afford to do it because we're a really big, powerful business. Yeah, <laughs> scummy tactics. Yeah. Mm. Brilliant. Right, moving on. I know we that's a big topic, but we're we're, yeah. we're struck for time here. Hang on. Okay, so do you remember? Uh, as I think, I think my, my last game of the week was Heroes of Might and Magic. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and we were talking about how Might and Magic hadn't had a game in like ten years. Whose yep. last one was like twenty fourteen? So apparently, Ubisoft are making a new Might and Magic game. Very they nice. Have, they must have been listening. Yeah, yeah, I swear. Like, if you are listening, Ubisoft, <laughs> good thing. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's interesting. So there's there's set to make a, a new AAA release at some point in the future. Um, basically, people have worked this out because. Uh, Ubisoft Shanghai uh, have said they they want to look for new marketing and stuff for this project, um, and they they're sort of making it quite obvious at this point that they're they are doing moving towards a new AAA release. It's kind of unsure what form this will take because the last game in the series was uh, like a dungeon crawler, and mostly before that it's like a turn based strategy thing. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes with that. Um, actually, Ubisoft, if you do listen to the show. Please make me Heroes of Might and Magic 2. I really enjoyed that game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I just thought that was really interesting because we were talking about this really recently. How, how weird is that? Though? That, that, that? Surely they've, it's, you know... It's insane. <laughs> yeah. In, frankly, much, much uh, darker, darker news. Um, game. Last, last of the... Um, yeah. Last of the retail shops that really are are just sort of gaming focused these days. Have you seen their Valentine's Day advert? <laughs> yeah, I, I have. I I won't obviously spoil your your thunder here, uh, Billy. But yeah, I did see it, and it's just it's quite it's so funny, um, and and it's it's really sad because I loved game. I love oh, game, and it's always sad to see it yeah. going even I, more south um, for them. But <laughs> there we go. So. They put out, uh, so obviously Valentine's Day recently, um, and Game put out this advert 
saying, you know, love your phone as much as you love your console, show it you care and upgrade here. And it's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. We want you to buy new consoles, basically. The problem wasn't the actual like text they put on things. It was the picture. The picture has like four like iPhones, three of which are all like smashed up and one which is pristine. And it says, Shh, baby, I won't treat you like the others, which pretty much everyone went, you realize that's a joke about domestic violence, right? Bloody that's hell. not okay. Um, oh my God. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> what? How awful. did that slip through the cracks is what I want to know. Hey, how, who is the executive who has signed off on that? Some edgy humor that's just not cool at all. Just, just awful. Oh my God, that's so bad. They, they so obviously have, they've, they've since deleted it. Uh, mm. Good. And they, they, they quickly replaced it with a tweet that's basically like, come win a controller from game. But oh my God, who put that out? Like, yeah. It's the kind that of thing. That is not I, okay. Honestly, I'd expect to see it on The Apprentice, but not from a, from a you know, prestigious company that's been going for a good amount of time now. But, and there's a whole team working on this as well. This is, this is the thing. There, there is a whole team that's going. There, there certainly should be if there isn't. You, 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 it's sort of something like some stupid intern would make and just post by accident or does, something like that. It does come off like that. And it wouldn't surprise me, to be fair, because game, you know, game haven't been doing so well lately. Um, yeah. Which is pity because I, I think we need more sort of high street games retailers, but it's, it's apparently just not profitable, which makes me sad. Everything's online now. Steam, you know, Steam Marketplace, Xbox Well, it's not even like Steam because people still want to buy physical discs and stuff. It's True. It's Amazon. Amazon yeah. is killing the high, high street retailer, but um, that's not really a topic for the show about gaming. Yeah, you, you're not killing Amazon anytime soon, that's for sure. Something. Oh, I wish. Um, not, not a fan of Mr. Bezos and his, no. his practices, but that is, as I say, a little off topic for yeah, the show. Just, just slightly, ever so slightly. Brilliant. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for that roundup. I am now informed. I now know that Game have put out a terrible uh, marketing it's advert so and should awful. never release that into the light of day ever again so just as a quick summary to to, to wrap up the show uh stand up straight sit i up. say this or sit up straight stand up straight whatever yeah. you want to do stretch your back out um i you know i do it at work all the time where i'm slouched over and i always think hmm, what do i what do i recommend everyone else to do and you know, <laughs> what am i doing with myself here slumped over you know um contact us yeah, exactly. Yeah, contact us. Hitbox at river.radio. We can be found on riverradio.live on the web. You'll find our previous shows there. Or on various podcast platforms such as Spotify oh, and Apple Music. It might be just river.radio now. Because Are we? Yes. So if you haven't heard, the station recently managed to get the copyright or the trademark or whatever. So we're the only River Radio. So we are now just river.radio, I think. Oh, that's much easier. Hey. Then. I'll go change that. Yeah. Cool. Brilliant. I think that's everything. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for joining me as always. And uh, we'll, yeah, we'll see you next, next week. week. Yeah. What are we doing next, next week? We are back to gaming an- anecdotes, are we not? Sure, something like that. You, yeah, I think that's the, the one on the rotation. Yeah. Well, and then the week after that, you, Tom, are doing us a quiz. Am I? Well, yes. I've got to start planning for that then. Yeah. Mm. Two weeks, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, brilliant. Cool. Right, I'll be on that. Okay, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.